Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast, and this is episode 151, where we once again bring you another interview with a cast member. doing okay out there and everyone had a great weekend i know mine was pretty good it was just you know relax chill the same old things movies video games and whatnot but uh you know it's getting a little old but uh, i'm doing doing my part and making sure that uh we can just get back to to restore the order of things sometime soon so um yeah but hopefully all of you are okay out there yeah we have another great uh interview uh today with another cast member we are joined with alex who is a disneyland native talking about his time working at walt disney world so uh we're gonna we we get to go visit a couple parks today so yeah hopefully you guys are ready for that so you know what why don't we just jump right into it and begin this episode of the excess press podcast Today's show, we have Alex from Menifee, California. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing very good. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, how, how are you doing in these uh, kind of crazy times that we're having? I'm holding up. I'm, I'm holding up the best I can right now. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing fairly well, though. I'm, I still have, like, Zoom conversations with my friends and stuff, so I'm able to hold up in that regard. No, that's good. Yeah, I think those conversations are good. Uh, we 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 always have one every single week with friends and family. And yeah, um, I don't know if you're a video gamer. Yeah, I, I play video games all the time, so I'm always chatting with my friends on there. But that's super helpful to yeah, just kind of get that social uh, experience because it's yeah, it's it, it stinks not being able to go out and see friends or family anymore. So, uh, but cool. Hope it's all pretty soon. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. Um, we were just chatting before the show, and you're a kind of native to the, the Anaheim area, so you're close to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, I am, yeah. Yeah, so, so you I probably... Need to go back, I need to go back really soon, hopefully. Yeah, it's going to be different times uh, going back to the parks, but I, f- I feel like everyone's just kind of ready, and they're going to do what they need to do to kind of prevent themselves from either getting sick when they go back to the parks and just doing everything they can. I mean, Disney's going to be preventing that as well. So yeah, but, California's yeah. going down in cases. So hopefully in the next month, 
ish, we'll be we'll be back in business. Let's help. I'm cross my fingers. So yeah. Uh, but cool. So yeah, you you're on the show today because uh, you used to work uh, for Disney. So yes. um, yeah. So before we get to that, I want to know just a little bit about you and how you uh, kind of fell in love with Disney. So what's kind of your uh, history with the Disney parks? My history with Disney parks. I was I went from literally an infant. I have pictures of me from when I was a child in the stroller meeting Pooh or me, Mickey, and all that from when I was a literal infant. So I've been going for the past 27 years of my life, almost yearly. And then we got pa- we got passes about eight years ago, and we've been going. We got, we've had passes pretty consistent. So were you always a local uh, in California? Yeah, I was born and grew up in San Diego. Moved around um, California a little bit. I, we lived in the high desert. In like Victorville area for a little bit. Now we've lived in the Inland Empire for past 14 and 15 years of my life. So we've we've always been not more than a couple hours away from from Disneyland. So it's it's always been a tradition for our family to go. Ah, it's super lucky. Yeah, it's it's always been a dream of mine to either live near Disneyland or especially Walt Disney World if I could. But uh, definitely, yeah. At some point, you, you never know. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Oh, but cool. So yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty much a pro. So uh, yeah, I, I assume you you've known about the college program for a long time then, because that's what that's what you did, correct? Yeah, um, I remember hearing about it from my dad like years be- like years before I even was thinking of college, and then my dad told me about the college program. I'm like that's really sick, and then like that was one of my motivations for going to college. And then I kind of forgot about it for a while, and then I was on the computers at my school doing homework, and I see a search hit the search history. And it says Disney College Program. I'm like, I remember my dad telling me something about that. So I went and I applied. I was rejected the first few times that I did it, but then I was accepted for, accepted for Disneyland back in 2015 for the spring 2016 program. But since I didn't have a car at the time, I unfortunately did turn that down. But a year later, in September of 2017, I was accepted for the spring program at Walt Disney World, and I accepted that. Oh, awesome. I mean, I, I, I feel like that's kind of... A good thing you didn't do the Disneyland one. I mean, I'm much as as much fun as it it would be to do that, but oh, yeah. um, I feel like you probably had a much cooler experience and going down to Walt Disney World for that. For sure, yeah, I definitely did. Nice. Well, awesome. Sounds good. So, um, so when you applied, like, and uh, you did all this, have you ever? Did you ever move far away from um, from your home before, or was this because you're moving to the other side of the country? Yeah. So. Uh, did you go away for college? Like, what what was that experience like? No, I always went. I went to college local, and um, it was my first time on a plane too. I was uh, 23 at the time, I believe. Yeah, I was 23 at the time. So I, no, I was 20, 22 at the time. So, like, I never never flew. This is the farthest I've ever been away from family without by myself. The farthest before that was Arizona. So that's only a couple hundred miles. So. Um, I, that was my first time far away from home. It was definitely scary, but it was it was rewarding in the end. Yeah, I know that's a huge transition and, and can't be easy. So was that transition was it good for you? Like when you got there, were you like, okay, you know, this is all fine, or did you get a little homesick at first? It was um, a little bit of both. I was more, I was definitely more homesick the first day I got there. Actually, like you know, of all the all the um, complexes there, my my complex was Vista Way. And that was my first time flying. I did a red-eye flight because that was the cheapest one I could find. So I did a red-eye flight overnight to Florida. I got into Florida at about 6 a.m. So I'm, no, I'm on no sleep. 
and I'm tired, obviously. And um, as I'm waiting for my bags, my first time getting bags from the airport, um, I left. I leave my backpack in the in um, the airport terminal. Oh it, no! But luckily, um, by the grace of God, it was in. I left it in one of the, like the offices for the one of the airlines. So. When I got to, I didn't realize that until I got to this way. I'm like, oh man, what am I gonna do? So I call them. And they're like, we don't see a backpack. I'm like, because I had took an Uber there. So I call my Uber driver. I talked to my Uber driver. I'm like, I'll pay you again. Can you drive me back to go check? So I go there. I check, and it was there. Luckily, I don't know how it was there. And there's a computer and stuff in there. But luckily, I found it. it was it was there. Nothing was taken, and I was able to go back. But like, it was it was definitely a very anxious time. Yeah. Like the, my first day. I'm like, my first day I considered like just buying a plane ticket back already. I'm like, I know I can do this. Yeah, that's got to be like a worse nightmare kind of thing. It's like first yeah. time traveling across country on a plane away from family and you forget like a really important bag. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, luckily that it worked out and you got it back. So everything was good. So yeah, um, sure. Well, cool. So, so what, um, so when you applied, I know you have to choose like a few different roles, but what, um, role did you end up getting? I ended up getting, um, the food and beverage, quick service food and beverage, which is definitely not my top choice because I did, I, I was working at Domino's for a year prior to that. So I'm like, I don't want to be in food and beverage again, but I accepted it and it was the best job I've ever had. I'm glad I, I'm glad I went. Oh, good. Yeah, I think most most likely because that was on your resume and your yeah. your past of working in the food industry. Uh, that's most likely why you got it. Um, so sure. it makes sense. But I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you really enjoyed it. So yeah. Um. So where where in uh, the resort did you work? Well, I was um my main location was Typhoon Lagoon, but since I worked in the spring, I started in early January. It's of course closed from January to March. So. I was at Pecos Bill's Tall Tale Cafe for the first two months. One of my, I still talk to one of my friends there. She's one of my best friends, and I'm glad I made friendships there. And then when I went to Typhoon. I pray every day that I can go back one day that I'll have like the chance to go back and work there because I just love the atmosphere there. It's so chill, but it's so fun, and everyone that, that's there is just so fun to work with. Well, nice. I can't wait to hear about both experience at Pecos Bill and Typhoon Lagoon. So you said yeah. you were at Pecos Bill for two months? Yeah, for the first two months I was there, and then the last two months I was at Typhoon, yes. Okay, cool. So, yeah, let's let's kind of talk about Pecos Bill since you were there first. Um, so, uh, I mean, <laughs> the Magic Kingdom and Typhoon Lagoon have to be totally different oh, experiences. Oh, sure. For yeah. sure, yeah. I mean, it's Magic Kingdom is the most visited park there, whereas Typhoon Lagoon is probably the least visit i feel like blizzard beach has got to be more pop popular than that i think so because blizzard beach has one of the thrill rides where it's a more family atmosphere at typhoon for sure yeah okay cool so what was like what was your training like um for for pickers bill was it pretty much the similar like for the for typhoon lagoon or did you have like kind of two different training sessions it was both trainings were pretty similar except al they sell alcohol at typhoon so i was trained how to like serve alcohol correctly and then know how to tell if a guest is too inebriated to get another drink, etc. So there, there's not much difference besides the alcohol part of it. Okay, cool. So what so what was like the training experience like uh, for, for both of those? It was pretty chill and laid back. Like my, my trainers were really nice. If I if they if I had any questions they were able to answer any questions. And it was just they they got along with me really well. I still worked with them every day. So if I had questions about something they trained me on, they were able to answer 
any questions I had, which is which is really nice. It was that was for both part, parks. Okay. All right. Cool. So, what was how many how many days does does this the training take for food food and beverage? About a week. It's about a week of training. About six days of training, and then the seventh day is the assessment. All right. Cool. So, what for so at Pickers Bill? What exactly were you doing? Mainly at Pickles Bills, I was either I was like split in between like I was either in the toppings bar or I was at um, greeting people at at um, greeting people at Tortuga Tavern, which is the other half of Pecos Bills, which is really which is really fun because I get you got a pin trade, you got to act like a pirate. It was definitely an experience I'll never forget, for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, Pecos Bill is definitely one of my favorite quick service for restaurants. Sure. Uh, yeah. in, in, in in Magic Kingdom, that is. Um, it, usually, every time we go, it's either we get quick service at like Pecos Bill, Pinocchio House, or like Casey's Corner or something. Yeah. Um, uh, cool. So, what was for you at, at Pecos Bill? Like, what was like an average day uh, for you? An average day, like as you know, CP's mostly college program, mostly closed. So I was able. So I mostly closed. I would get there get my assignment typically and then whatever my assignment was I go there and break the person whoever was there and the typical day sometimes I'd open too and if I opened they let us do like a ceremony where in the morning we'd pick a family of the day and then the family got like special treatment they got like milkshakes and suppers or sorry no slushies and it was definitely it's cool to see this kid's face light up but I was able to create no matter what shift I was on I was able to create magic every day and it was and it definitely was that that's the most rewarding part of the experience. No matter if it was a bad day or a good day, creating magic was definitely a way that to lift your spirits. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Can't wait to hear uh, a little bit more uh, about that, those stories as well. Um, so, yeah. So for, for Pecos Bill, like what were some of the, the job duties that you had? I know that you were um, kind of working the bar or the... Um, or at the door, just uh, if there's any, if, if you can go into any more details, just about like some of the job duties that you, you were doing. We could other, yeah, there other job duties were filling drinks, which we get a, on the, on the screen that would appear. Um, we'd have a drink, like say someone wanted a Sprite, we'd fill a large Sprite, we'd fill a large cup of a Sprite, put it on the counter for the next person or greet the person, say, what was your order? And then we go and give them their drinks first and then while they wait for their order. And then other some people are trained in the in the back making food, but since I was only gonna be there for two months, they didn't see the they didn't see the necess, they didn't see it necessary to train me in the back. So I was never trained there, but I'd also take out trash quite often too and clean the tables. And definitely was interesting because Pecos outside of outside of Cosmic Rays, I'd say is probably the second busiest restaurant in Magic Kingdom easily and those days like it was it was never there's never like at least not 10 people there yeah i feel like it's just always so crowded uh in pecos bill which is yeah, yeah it's and uh, i i guess i never thought about it being because i feel like always columbia harbor house is always more popular or something like that um but no it makes sense i walk into pecos bill there's always there's always a long line there so yeah um i don't, I don't know if they have the uh, the mobile food ordering but i'm I, I feel like they do. Most of the quick. I think they do. I think, I think they just recently added it a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think I think so as well. And if uh, people need to use mobile food or mobile food or oh. anymore. Gosh, right? Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. 
Yeah, I always talk about it on the show because even on my last trip in November, I just it, it boggles my mind just how many people are waiting in line for things. Like, I just I don't get it. You could save so much time just by going to the mobile food ordering app. So I don't not mobile food order, but I'm at Disneyland. Like, if if the mobile food orders order is available, I do that. Like, oh yeah, Eric. I, I get my food in two minutes flat. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I always if it's like, all right, let me see if, if this place if if I know where I want to go, I always check to make sure it has it. So yeah, um, cool. Sounds good. So yeah, let's kind of talk about some of those uh, stories that you might have, or some of the magical moments that you created over at Pickles Bill. Like okay. Um, it, if there's any specific stories you want to share from there, just see a few that I remember. The first one that like I remember affecting the most, like definitely was I. Um, there's a family that came in. I have a conversation. I greeted them, said, "Hey, how you do? How's your day going?" And um, I was able to talk to them. They're like, "It's good," but we were not able to get a fast pass to go on my, Seven Doors Mine Train. You know that you know that ride's always a three plus hour wait. So I'm like, "Let me go in the back and see what I can do." So I was able. To go to my leaders, and they were able to write me up a, a fast pass for all four of them to go in the fast fast lane, which is it lit up. Their faces lit up, and they were so they were so grateful for sure. They're just they're just their faces lit up when I hand that fast pass to them. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely getting something like that um, has just got to be so good because yeah, the lines for that are nuts, and getting fast passes are even tougher for for that ride. Yeah. Um, uh, neat, neat. That's that's really cool that you were able to um, kind of talk with that family and learn a little bit about them and yeah. uh, kind of help them out. Um, yeah. Then another story. Um, I remember there was these these um, ladies that came in. It was a very hot day because it was Florida. I think it was in like February. It's a very hot day, and they came in and they're like they're apart. So I'm like, do I can't? Do you have any um, outlets to charge our phones? I'm like. Um, I do believe we have one right here, so I gave them, I showed them where the outlet was, then I was able to bring them four cups of water, and they asked, are we able, are we allowed to tip you? I'm like, unfortunately not, like, the only thing that we can accept is a tweet or a message on Facebook, but we can't, we can't accept much else than that, so that was, but that was cool, they were so grateful, they were willing to give me a tip, which is nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, and I think uh, if you can help people find a, a, a plug in some uh, air conditioning, I think that would uh, be super helpful for anyone. So Yeah. Um, and then the last story, um, I do remember there was this couple that came, this elderly couple that came in. It was their 50th wedding anniversary, and like for anyone to make it to 50 years of being married is just beautiful in my eyes. And I was able to set them up to a fast pass of any ride they, they like to go on together. So if there's a ride they were not able to get a fast pass for, they were able to use that for a fast pass. And it was really cool seeing their faces light up because they said no one really acknowledged it because they had buttons on that said their 50th anniversary, but like they said no, almost no one was acknowledging it. So to see me acknowledge it, they were just really, really grateful for that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, that is like a super important number. Uh, and I feel like everyone should have been acknowledging that. So it's good that you yeah. saw that. So th they ended up telling you um, how how a marriage works for so long. What's the, what's no, the secret? They didn't. They just came in for lunch, and then I get in the fast pass. Pretty much, we didn't have that long of a conversation, but I was able to get learn that they were married for that long, which is amazing. Yeah. Did did you chat with them about maybe what ride they were they were thinking about using it on at all, or no? I don't. I think I, I probably did, but it's been almost three and a half years at this point, so I don't. I can't say I remember. Okay, cool. 
Awesome. So, well, is there anything else about Pecos Bill that you want to share? Otherwise, we'll, we'll kind of head on over to uh, Typhoon Lagoon. I might say definitely. I don't know if they still do it. The Nacho Challenge. That was, it was, it's just a fun thing for us cast members to do. And it's, even though it's $90, if you split nine friends, it's $10. And that's how much you'd be spending on on food there anyway. So so if you if you have enough friends to split it, I'd say definitely do that Nacho Wait, Challenge. So they, is, they do a Nacho Challenge there? I don't know if they have it anymore. I think it was discontinued. I'm not 100% sure. But when I was there, they had a huge, like, cast iron skillet full of nachos you got free drinks and all that stuff it was it was really cool to do that but i, I don't know i'm not 100 sure if they have it anymore but yeah and i'd say definitely take advantage of that toppings bar because that toppings bar is one of my favorite things and that's why i eat there that's why i love eating there even after working there is because the toppings bar you have unlimited toppings for free yeah uh well so i've never heard about the nachos challenge so i'm gonna have to look into that um and yeah, the topping bar is amazing, but I'm curious to see what's going to happen with it uh, when, whenever the Magic Kingdom reopens and Pecos Bell reopens, because I have a it's strong, I have a, str- I have a strong feeling it might not be there. Um, yeah, for for well, a at while, least for months, at least for a couple months for sure. Yeah, no, definitely, because uh, they're they're already talking about getting rid of all buffets, and I, that would definitely be a part of it. So, yeah. Um, Cool. Sounds good. Well, if there's nothing else with Pecos Bill, let's head on over to Typhoon Lagoon. So, sure. so what was that transition like moving uh, from Magic Kingdom to uh, Typhoon Lagoon? Was it like a smooth transition? I know you had a little bit of training. Um, just kind of tell me about that experience. Um, it was it was really smooth. Like, it's, what's crazy about it? Like the day, like the week we were trans, the week we opened at Typhoon, it was also like really cold or really rainy so we were close with the first couple days so we really weren't able to do much and then the, we, we always the thing with typhoon versus um the thing versus with typhoon versus magic kingdom is if there's a thunderstorm within five miles typhoon shuts down until until it's at least a half an hour with no lightning within five miles so that was that was definitely interesting about it but the chances were smooth and just but the difference between the two places with night and day like Typhoon was really chill where Magic Kingdom was busy. So it's, it's definitely definitely night and day versus working at the two. Okay. So, like, what would happen on those days that it closed or closed early? Like, what would you do? What would, you do? would you have to stay at the park or, like, kind of tell me what happens there? No, our, typically our managers would, like, if they, had any, if they had any off time or if they had any chance we could be off or if we were going to be closed, they'd give us proper, like, at least a couple days ahead of time. So as they call us the morning up, but that was rare. But like most of the time, they give us a few days at least and said, we're going to be closed this day. You have an off day to do, you're free to do whatever you want. If you want to, if you want to pick up a position somewhere else, you're more than welcome to, but you're you're not required to. You can go, you can do whatever you want for that day. Okay. Were, were there a lot of days like that or no? <laughs> no, th- there, was, there wasn't too, too many, luckily. Gotcha. Okay. And would you like what if you had some of those days? Did you work or did you just kind of just take the day off? There's a couple times when I definitely did work. I worked a baseball game, which is really cool because I love baseball. So I worked one of the baseball games, ESPN. I did pick up there one day. Uh, most of the days, though, I'd, I'd definitely take advantage of from the parks. And you know, CPs would get so many days in a row, and we didn't have all the chances to go to the parks. But luckily, working at Typhoon with it closing. <clears throat> at five or six every day and opening at 10 
we'd usually be off in time where we'd go to the park at night or and watch the fireworks or go hang out and go on a couple rides. Like it was it was definitely it was definitely cool. I definitely liked working at Typhoon for that freedom of doing whatever we wanted after our shift and we still had time to do what we wanted. Awesome. Yeah, no, I definitely want to touch on that uh, a little bit later for sure. Like some yeah. of the things that you did outside uh, besides working. Um, cool. So I'm glad the transition worked over, worked out well with Typhoon Lagoon. So, um, so what did you end up doing exactly uh, over there? I was trade for everything, but like almost every day I was cashier on the outdoor food cart. So that was either, uh, what was the names? There was the hot dog one. And then there was another one, um, I forgot what I honestly forget what the names were because it's been so long. But I'd I'd, I'd be working cashier in those. So I was really good at cashier, and they loved how I would be how I would interact with the guests. So they were they always put me on cashier. They saw my passion to be cashier and how good I was at it and how efficient I was at it. So I was I was usually on cashier. I did other stuff, but like pretty much always, like I'd end up a cashier. Like I'd go to somewhere else. Like I worked indoors, and like are gonna be outdoor beverage, um, outdoor food cart. Um, cashier day so it was always it was always like i was always there cool so what were so like what were some of those job duties that you had um out there because i know you're talking about now you can serve alcohol to guests so i assume you were serving alcohol at those carts and stuff well since i was doing cashier i wasn't i wasn't the one serving them so most of the time i was not serving them the alcohol but like most of the beers we have there on tap and stuff and so are a couple of the wines so it was it was fairly easy to fill it like it was at first learning how to mix the foam and the beer as those we can but it was it, w- it wasn't too hard when i did that for sure okay so you were always with someone uh, at, at that time yeah okay cool all right cool so uh, so i know you said um that you worked like usually like 10 to 5 or something like that um so what but what was like an average day like from like uh morning until the the afternoon average day like we call it clopening, which is closing and opening. And at Typhoon, that's not rare at all because you're only open for eight hours a day. So typically you'll get there and you'll open a location and close the location. It's, it's definitely not rare for you to do that. And I like doing that. It was definitely fun because I could still sleep in. I could still go to the parks after my shifts. So, um, but a typical day, it was always, like I said, it was always chill there. It was never too, too busy. And the only times it would get busy at food locations was. <clears throat> during lunch and that's only about an hour unless i was at the ice cream location then then i'll get around closings when we get like you said closing we got a big rush like right before we close people want to get those sand pale ice cream sundays or whatever whatever <laughs> whatever ice cream treat they would like oh that's awesome yeah that's I, I remember as a kid that was always like the end of my day is at like a water park we would always get ice cream at the very end yeah um, uh, yeah, I feel like I like every time I go to Disney, I never think about going to the the water parks anymore. It's just kind of just something that I don't have like a a huge desire to do. Like I'd rather spend like the time at like the parks or the pools. So like when when you were there, did you talk to a lot of guests about like their their stays? Because I'm curious because I assume that most people that are going to the water parks are either locals or people who are there for at least like a week or so. Actually, interestingly enough. Um... A lot of the people who went to water parks were out of the country, so a lot of them didn't speak, Eng- like most of them didn't speak English. Like there was definitely locals there for sure, because you can have a annual pass there, you can add it onto your your Disney World annual pass. But it was mostly there's a lot of like Europeans there for sure. It was it, it was definitely interesting, like trying to translate 
some languages that didn't speak English or if they spoke a different kind of English. It was, it was definitely an inter. It was definitely interesting, like interacting with them. But yeah, we did, we also have a lot of cast members there too would come. But it was it was like Europe. There's a lot of Europeans there for sure. Yeah, no, that that makes sense because Europe they get like uh, I mean. Uh, I think pretty much every country besides America, they always get like multiple weeks off at a time. Um, Disney offers really fantastic rates to people in Europe uh, to go for like two weeks at a time. Like, I think they have like a special two week ticket or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no, that, that absolutely makes sense. Cause yeah, if they're going to be in the area for that long, yeah, why not do the water parks? So yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. Cool. So, um, so cool. So what were some of your, some of the stories that you have oh, that you want to share over at Typhoon Lagoon or some of the magical moments that you created? So just kind of share uh, whatever you'd like uh, from, from working over there. At Typhoon Lagoon, like you, I assume you've been there, but like. When I was a kid, like no kidding. Yeah. Maybe when I was like 10 years old, I'm, I'm yeah. thir- almost 32 now. So it's been a very long time since I've been there. Like at Typhoon Lagoon, there's, there's not many like opportunities to make uh, make magical moments as much as as Magic Kingdom, like because Typhoon Lagoon they don't have fast passes, so really the only thing we could do is either give them we could we could pretty much only give them uh, like a free food or like a free slushie, since I'd give them a free slushie or whatever. But there's not many, unfortunately, not many opportunities for magical moments there. We did do around I think it was around like three or four p.m. every day. We'd have like a conga line and like the cast members. And we take some kids and some whoever wanted to join a conga line all around the park and the beach. And it was definitely that was definitely a fun experience. But that's like the most like magical thing you can do for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that, no, no, that makes sense. Yeah, as long as you're keeping the guests happy, I think uh, that's kind of magical enough. So yeah, um, cool. But we're like, um, I know you said you had a lot of fun there, super chill. So were there? any stories that you have from there from like the friends that you made as cast members or anything like that yeah it's cool one of my friends that was a cast member there that I married there she's she's from California I still talk to her today too and it's just really cool too and I, she works at Disneyland too so I see her quite often when I go there and it's just cool like getting to check in with her on her life and stuff like that it's definitely a cool experience to like take someone from florida that lives not too far away from me here in california was that's definitely so it's definitely so cool yeah it's great making those connections and keeping those friends and yeah now yeah. you now now you got a, a a nice close friend over uh in your area and especially work at the disney parks as well so yeah um cool sounds good any any other stories you want to share from uh type lagoon i don't not really because there's like like i said there's not many like memories but I, I know there i mean not memory magical moments not memories not what i meant um but there was a one of the managers there she was the sweetest one of the sweetest women i ever met like i said that was my first time away from home i think it was like over 2,000 miles and she just acted like my mom away from home she was always there if i needed someone to talk to and it was definitely it was it was definitely really cool to have a mom away from home even if my my mom wasn't there with me yeah, you always need to find that like one mentor to kind of um, maybe attach yourself to a little bit, just to kind of uh, have that figure to kind of teach you things and uh, lead you in the ways that you need to give the maybe the, the guests a better experience or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Cool. So, so when you weren't working at Pecos Bill or at Typhoon Lagoon, it sounds like you had a decent amount of time to kind of explore. So. 
like when you weren't um, working, like what were some of the things that you liked to do? Um, and uh, be more specific but, uh, than like saying going to the parks. Like what's like what was like some of the specific things that you like doing uh, at the parks or uh, maybe just visiting Orlando in general? Um, for sure. Um, I remember the first time like I went to Epcot, like because I was seeing like that was my first time at Walt Disney World. Like I never went to Walt Disney World before that. And like seeing walking to Epcot and seeing Spaceship Earth for the first time was just such it got me emotional. Like honestly, because I've been seeing it for 22 years on my TV screen. And I'm finally seeing it just a few feet in front of me. Like it was definitely cool. And one of my favorite things to do after going off work, especially on like hot day. I go to Epcot and go to Club Cool, and unfortunately, that doesn't exist anymore. I love going yeah, there. Yeah, rest in peace. Sodas around the world, and it was, it was definitely really cool. Then, another cool thing that happened on my, that my college program allowed me to do, I have, um, I made a friend on Twitter like years ago, and I was, I, we were around with the idea. I'm like, what if you like flew to Florida and we hung out for a weekend? I get you and your family into free, into parks for free, and it was just. And they flew out, her and her boyfriend and her family just flew out. And it was really, really cool just, like, getting to meet them. Like, someone I've become friends with on the internet, just meeting them in person is just, it was definitely really cool. Like, another one of my favorite things to do is go to Disney Springs. And I still had Disney Quest, but months of my program, unfortunately, was not free. And I don't think I was willing to pay the, pay the price for that, unfortunately. It's bad as that sounds, but like, I started doing the cast members free for the rest of the operational time. I was able to go in there. I'm like, I would have paid, I totally would have paid for this. This is such like a cool experience. Five stories, video games. Just, I wish, I wish, I wish it was still there. I wish it was still, it was still there, but unfortunately, it was outdated. So Disney took it out. I wish it could have stayed in some form or another for sure. Yeah, that's one thing that I've I never got to um, to experience is Disney Quest, and it's a shame. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll never, I'll never be able to do it now. There's just the uh, NBA experience, which I definitely won't be doing at all. So. Uh, it's okay, but um, yeah, you mentioned that you, you 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 flew some friends and met them for the first time, so that's awesome that you got to do that. That's that's really neat. Yeah, it was it was definitely a cool experience. It was like obviously meeting someone on Twitter and becoming friends with them is kind of sketchy, but I knew this person was real, and it was really cool just meeting her and her boyfriend, and family. Like it was definitely a weekend I will never forget, and it was just it was such a cool experience. Nice. So, so I mean, it sounds like you had a lot of great memories there. So, what, like, what do you think was your favorite memory um, while working uh, at Walt Disney World? My number one experience I, working there is um, I got home from Good Friday service. I think it was about because my church was at night, so I went I went to church at night. I think I got home at like almost midnight, and I see that friend that friend I talked about that I made at Pecos, like. Um, she, um, I see her sitting on a bench, like alone. I'm like, where are you going? She's like, I'm going to Wendy's. I'm like, want me to join? She's like, yeah. So we went to Wendy's. We just sat there and talked for an hour ate, and ate our food. And it was definitely as random as it sounds, but like, I'll never, I'll never forget that. Like that was that was such a fun night because I'll never forget it for sure. Yeah, I think I mean having conversations with someone and just bonding over uh, like a cheeseburger or something like that. I mean, I think. Yeah, uh, you you kind of grow those connections, and you just the, the you remember the little memories like that, um, and yeah. I think that's that's cool, awesome. So, all right, so so we're kind of winding down on time here. So now, so your college program ended, uh, and you work near Disneyland. Do you 
to maybe want to work for Disney in the future, or did you venture out for other opportunities for Disney? What, what what's in the future for you? Right now, um, it's up in the air. At the uh, right now, I'm out of work, unfortunately, with the with this virus. But um, once I get a car, I definitely plan on leaving my current job and trying to go back to Disney because I was offered a position about a year, year and a couple months ago. I was offered a position at Disneyland, but the pay was was less than I was making right now at my job. So I was I turned it down. But I definitely am hoping to go back this summer if it, if it reopens in time because. And then my plan after that, I plan to go back to finish my community college here. That'll be finished in December. And then I plan to transfer to UCF in Orlando this coming up <coughs> semester in um, spring 2021. And hopefully transfer to work at Disney World. We'll, we'll see what life what life has in store. But I definitely have to go try to work back at Disney World again. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I wish you the best of luck with all that. Um, it's It sounds like you have a lot of, a lot of great things happening. And... Uh, yeah, hopefully once all this virus stuff is behind us, things uh, kind of look brighter. So, um, Yeah, I agree. Cool. So, yeah, so before we get out of here, I just need to ask one um, other question, and uh, that is, like, what's yeah. your favorite uh, Disney Parks background music? Because I always like to play it throughout the episode. I don't know if you get the copyright for it, but um, definitely Tie for the Goon, because I love... Um, I grew up with, like music and like the original California Adventure. I don't know if you ever got to go to California Adventure in the original days, but like they played the Beach Boys psychedelic surf rock, and that's the kind of music they played at um at Typhoon. I just and I just missed that, and I still like because of that. I think that's why the Beach Boys are one of my favorite bands bands now because they're tied to that memory of working at Typhoon again. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have it, so I'll have to take a look and uh, see what I can okay. do for sure and. Yeah, surprisingly, I actually was. Um, oh no, I was gonna say I was at I was at Disneyland in 2000 when I was like 12 years old, but not California Adventure, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. So, um, cool. So yeah, I could definitely find that for you. But um, awesome. Well, Alex, it's uh, been so much fun having you. Uh, before we get out of here, is there anything uh, that you want to plug on the show? Yeah, um, about a year ago, year and a half ish ago, when it passes. I did to Disneyland. I started up a Disney food account. It's called Eat Up Me Hardies instead of Drink Up Me Hardies. But I review food on there. I've been trying to get it going. I don't have as many followers as I'd like, but I definitely have to keep it going and growing. As as the parks reopen, I can start reviewing various food items again for sure. Definitely, I like to get a get it bigger than it is right now. Excellent. So yeah, make sure everyone go follow Alex. I'll have it in the description as well. But um, Alex, so much fun having you on this show today. I really appreciate it. It's been a great time. My pleasure. All Definitely. right. All right, cool. We'll stay safe out there. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to chat again sometime soon. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, it was a pleasure having you. Uh, just talking about Typhoon Lagoon, talking about Pecos Bill. I am hungry now for a burger and maybe some, uh, you know, some lettuce, tomato on the pickles, you know, the works, everything we can get on that burger. So, uh, but yeah, it was great having you on. So, and if, if anyone listening to out there is a former cast member and would like to come and share their experiences about working at the Disney parks, hey, please reach out to me 
would love to hear from you. Uh, and stay tuned because I'll tell you uh, all those places that you need to, you can find me at. So, uh, but yeah, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, or however you listen to podcasts. And if you listen over on Apple Podcasts, hey, please leave us a five-star review. It'll really help out the show. Um, and of course, only do that if you are liking the content. So, um, yeah, but it would be greatly appreciated. It'll really help uh, with the visibility of the show. So that'd be awesome. Uh, and if you want to listen to all our episodes, uh, they are you can also find them at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, you can reach me and find me at excesspresspodcast on Instagram. So if you are a cast member and you want to be on the show, you can reach me over there. Or you can shoot me an email over at matt at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, I also host a movie, TV show, video game, chat, uh, review podcast called What'd You Think? Uh, we drop episodes, uh, it looks like pretty much like every Wednesday we usually do that. Uh, so you can find uh, our latest episodes over there. All the links are in the description. Um, and then that's pretty much it. So thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.